What's happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from NoelGameDay.com. How is everybody doing? How's Texas everybody A&M doing? Gets, Texas A&M gets an interception in the end zone. Oh, I don't think that's how we should start that's, this whatsoever. what we're here to talk about. That's, no, 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 no. The fans might not like hearing that, but Florida State takes down North Carolina in Chapel Hill. 35-25, to 25. Jordan Travis goes off. Incredible game by him. Defensive plays. Sam Howell's running for his life everywhere. That was about the only offense mm-hmm. they had. Gentlemen, Mike Norell gets his first win on the road. Mac Brown will never probably beat Florida State in his coaching career. I feel great, man. Like, like this is probably the most like aesthetically pleasing game, if that's really a way to put it. For me personally, since the the Orange Bowl. You know, you know, it was a game that I don't think anyone expected FSU to win. As we were talking about before you hopped on here, there are three score underdogs. And Minus the first, what, eight minutes, nine minutes, they dominated that game at, 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 at certain times. Yeah, they had some stuff to clean up and had some missed tackles and, you know, ha- ha- had some plays here and there that they gave up that they they could have stopped. But all in all, man, I think that you're seeing a team that's found a, an identity on offense for sure. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's, you know, as much as we all – Talk about Adam Fuller. You know, his guys are playing hard for him. And, you know, they played a really good game against a, you know, a very dangerous quarterback who is going to be a top NFL pick. Yeah, like you said, Nate, I mean, it was a fantastic performance from Florida State. They came into this game heavy underdogs, and, you know, they just went right in, got down 10-0 early, and you're like, man, is that going to be it for today? But no, they just came back, punched the Tar Heels in the mouth, and Jordan Travis did what he had to do. The running game produced all game. The defense got some stops, and, you know, even in big situations, they came up huge. They got the goal line stand late in the game. They got the interception on Howell in the first half to keep the momentum going. I mean, all by all accounts, you know, most complete game outside of that first quarter that Florida State's played all season, and mm-hmm. they really showed – what this team can be moving forward into the rest of the season. Like you said, they found an identity on offense and the defense finally is starting to come together during those big moments when they have to step up. Yeah. Like you said that like the defense was situationally smart, like plays on the goal line when they had to get off the field, they got off the field and we haven't necessarily seen that on a consistent basis. You know, this is probably, this is definitely the most complete game probably under Norvell. You know, you look at Carolina last year, they had to hold on for dear life to win that game. But, you know, they, like you said earlier, the score is 35-17. That last touchdown was garbage time. You know, they went in after being down 10 nothing, and they responded to the adversity, which is why I talked about in the Mark Rogers podcast. Like, we haven't seen that. We've seen them get better at it, but they responded, and they turned around, and they – put it to him in the second quarter like <laughs> clearly dominated that team in the second quarter 21 points no points for north carolina in the second quarter dominating dominating i mean florida state's defense play i mean there it was weird a first reaction sure really or recap of a game where we're talking in the production meeting 
about the favorite plays that we thought throughout the whole game. I mean, there was just that you got two handfuls that you could talk about. So many plays. I talked about Sidney Williams on whenever Sam Howell went deep, had a had a wide receiver there, could have scored six, but played a fantastic play. And I mean, it was it was pretty and at the perfect time to deflect that ball and make it incomplete. But, you know, you look everywhere and everybody's made plays. We talked about it before talking about Jordan Travis rolling out and getting that first down to the veteran wide receiver, Keyshawn Helton, keeping his feet in there. I mean, Keyshawn's, yeah, like two feet down. There was no even there's no reason to even review that. I mean, he was perfectly inbound and he's they just want to look at it too. again because it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was yep. worth the review. Yep. And then Jordan Travis's throw. I, I'm just like, there's so many things. Jordan Travis's throw to Ontario Wilson, perfect timing. I mean, he knows how fast Ontario is. So just put it in front of him and he'll go get it. And it was just perfect timing. Those guys have been hitting on a trend lately. And, you know, Jordan Travis talking on the, in the, um, in the press after the game, the press conference saying, you know, this, he's so happy for his offensive line. He said it was rare to see them smiling as much, but he was just so happy to see them smiling because he said they just get so much hate from the outside. And, you know, the media talks badly about them and they've been talking about them badly for years, but he was just, he was very, uh, just very candid and just loves his teammates. I don't think that, um, us, uh, I don't think we've been that tough on the offensive line this year. I think we've all said that, um, you know, this is a unit that's had to stay healthy and also has played better under Coach Atkins. Uh, and, and one thing that I was talking about with Steve on, again, on the other podcast I was doing, was that it's it's arguable that the offense played better when Love Taylor went out with his injury. I know he's playing banged up. <clears throat> you know, he's trying to gut through it. But, you know, it's uh, you could argue that when – Baby and Johnson came in. The offensive line played better as a whole. Uh, you know they were moving. They started moving the ball in that second quarter, and this was the first game since Notre Dame that they had their initial starting lineup together. So mm-hmm. you didn't have a drop off with with Baby when when he came in, and so you know, that was good to see. Um, you know this bye week can't come at a better time for Florida State though. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. Yeah, yeah it was huge to get uh, Marie Smith back, you know, because he's been mm-hmm. out since that first half against Notre Dame. I think having your starting center was absolutely huge. And then, like like you said, I mean, I don't think it's an indictment on Love Taylor that Baby mm-hmm. on Johnson uh, helped the offense once he got in there. I mean, he's banged up. Robert Scott's banged up. A lot of those guys on the offensive line need some rest. And, I mean, you just mm-hmm. said it a second ago, the bye week cannot come at a perfect time. I think I've been saying that for two weeks because, I mean, the offensive line has really been beat up dating all the way back to the Louisville game. And these next, you know, 10, 14 days are, are going to be essential in getting them back healthy for the final six games of the season. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we observing practice, you know, Devontae Love-Taylor has been dealing with this injury. And so, but it's good noting there, Nate, about baby on Johnson coming in and, mm. That offensive line was moving well. I mean, that's a that's a fifth year veteran. You expect him to come in and be able to play solid. But overall, you know, this season we haven't really had to talk badly about the offensive line. But today, it just feel like all the cylinders were clicking with the offense. It felt like mm-hmm. you know this is the first time I was able to expect Florida State to make a have a successful drive, sustained drives. Norvell talked about it. He was the happiest guy, I believe. Irish Rafael uh, asked him, you know, how do you feel now with y'all being able to get these get these drives going? 
And he said, I can't lie to you. I'm the happy and the happiest person here. That's just so <laughs> mm-hmm. huge because that allows the defense to get some rest, man, because that's what Florida State has struggled with. Florida State's defense always on the field. Florida State goes three and out on offense. They're back out there. They're able to actually go and look at some film and see what's going on and talk mm-hmm. on the sideline before having to go back out there. So, you know, that, there's just a lot of things when you ha- can have an offense that does its thing. We've seen them. We've seen Norvell do it at Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like things are starting to click there and, you know, dang, I mean, there was, there, there was a wide receiver room today, which is weird. I mean, uh, you would have never, uh, I mean, the running game was great too, but I mean, the wide receivers had, had a good game. I don't think we would have expected that. And in mm-hmm. this game, I already stepped uh, up. Yeah. I mean, listen, like, also, know, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, for the appreciate uh, that, Eric. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is, you know, for me, I, I think getting it, it's Syracuse. I get it. But getting that first win off their shoulders and getting that pressure off of them, I do think they're able to re- just relax a little bit and just play the game. And, and I think that you saw some continuity you know, from, from last week. And also just you know, confidence is a big thing in, in sports. And you know, I think that they – moving forward now, I, I know someone put on here earlier, can they get the seven wins? You know, I – I think there's a path to six, but, you know, that's something we can talk about, maybe not today, but, you know, on, on Wednesday, you know, how Florida State can get to six wins and, and make a bowl, which would, would be crazy that we're actually would consider that as a as an option. But, you know, I, I, I've been one of the biggest uh, anti, um, <laughs> anti uh, you know, your, your boy Travis, nah. but – you know, you got to give him his props, man. You know, he plays within the system. The, the coaches did a really good job of, you know, f- calling an offense that fits his his game. You know, he's just a, a, a gutty good football player. You know, a, a quarterback's to be seen, but he's a football player, and, and the team responds to him. Yeah, and, I mean, he did what he needed to do today. You know, he, he used his legs, made a ton of plays, had that long touchdown run, obviously. But other other outside of that, there was some RPO plays that he pulled down and made a couple plays with his feet, whereas otherwise it probably would have been a tackle for loss. And in the passing game, I mean, he just did what he needed to do. He hit a couple deep shots, which I thought was huge to Ontario Wilson and Keyshawn Helton. And then, you know, some of the other passes were just quick little screens to Cameron McDonald, for instance. But the offense did what it had to do. They, they had um, now your last two games, you're nine of nine in the red zone. All three today were touchdowns, and you also used up a lot of clock. Three of those drives mm-hmm. were extremely long. I know the one to make it 10 to 7 was like seven minutes or something like that. And you also had the 80-plus yard drive in that third quarter. So it was impressive to, to see what they did today. Yeah, and they were 7 for 10 on third down. Yep. that That's their best performance since 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. On third down, which says a lot. Yeah. So we're talking about best performance on, on 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 such a critical down in seven years. And not so, only that, I mean, I'd be interested to see what the average yards were on third down because they did so well on first and second down consistently that if it did get to third down, it was typically you know third and four or less, third and short. Right. Yeah. So you know, staying ahead of the chains is what they they did really well today. Like they didn't get in those second, like you said those down and long distances that they, 
you know, were kind of forced to be one dimensional. So they were able to call a larger assortment of plays. And, and I think that kept Carolina on their heels, um, you know, which is a lot to be said, you know, which shows that this is, this is any team, not just FSU, but if they can consistently stay on the field and stay ahead of, and getting third and shorts and second and shorts and all that kind of stuff, you're, you're going to be successful. And, and we haven't seen that from FSU, you know, maybe since Notre Dame, but we haven't seen that on a consistent basis. Like, like we saw today, in my opinion, under Norvell, maybe, maybe against Duke last year to, to end the season. But, you know, for, for me, I thought this was, you know, overall probably the best effort we've seen under this coaching staff. Other yeah, than, but, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it can't be understated how big this win is. You know, North Carolina was only three and two coming into this game, but Nate, you weren't here on Wednesday. I was talking about mm. how they were a different beast at home. The announcers noted um, when Sam Howell threw that pick, that was his first interception of the season mm-hmm. at home. And North Carolina's offense had just been clicking for for whatever reason. They were scoring 52.3 yep. points per game at home. At home. And for Florida State to hold them to 25, even though they got 432 total yards. <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a nice effort from the defense. Sam Howell was one of the mm-hmm. best quarterbacks in the country, and they really wanted this game. So to keep Howell and Mac Brown winless against Florida State, it feels pretty sweet. Yeah, no, it ain't too bad. It feels, was, it feels hella sweet. I was going to mention, too, injury-wise, you know, Devontae loved Taylor, but I'm thinking, you know, you had multiple guys go down, but the, unless anything changed, it seemed like Keir Thomas was back into the game, which was huge mm-hmm. for FSU. Um, and who am I missing here? Sidney Williams was down on a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brownlee was down on a play. Uh, there was a handful of guys that were hurt but came back in, which was gigantic for Florida State because Florida State already knows. And I'll tell you what, Malcolm Ray, keep an eye on him. I thought he played mm-hmm. well. I mean, hasn't had a lot of experience yet at Florida State, but comes in and played really well. I mean, he had a lot of pressures, and uh, he, he looked good. That, that's a big boy. Too. That is a big boy. He, he's, he's played well all season. You know, that's the guy that people have been kind of talking about since he arrived on campus. You know, so – that that whole, you know that that package they took with with Brownlee and, and and Ray seems to be, you know, paying dividends for Florida State. Yeah, and you needed it today. Um, with Dennis Briggs always out for the season, this was Malcolm mm-hmm. Ray's first start of his career, and he made an impact. And this is mm-hmm. a guy, ton of potential. You know, I, I can't remember the exact division, but he won player player like of the city or player of the year. Um. In, in his Dick high County. school town, yeah, and and yeah, a big football a talent area, yeah. And then he came into Florida State and was um, practice player of the year on defense his true freshman season. So this is a mm-hmm. guy; he's going to continue to grow. I think he's going to make mm-hmm. big impact on that Florida State defense. And then he got banged up, I think, with the shoulder. So this is his first time, you know, really being healthy and getting his mm-hmm. opportunities. Making he's making it. Uh, he's showing that that. You know, it's it's depth, and, and he's also showing that he can contribute. But um, you know, something you said a few minutes ago, Logan. There's a difference between August, September, 100%, and in October, 100%. You know, from this point forward, everyone's going to be have dings and bruises and banged up. You know, it's you know, but Florida State, Florida State can't really afford those those big injuries. So, you know, we're going to see a team that's going to gut it out for the rest of the season. 
Yep. This big thing right here. I don't I don't remember seeing this in a very long time. This sack column for North Carolina. Zero. zero. Nothing. That's what Jordan Travis was talking about in the press mm-hmm. conference that he just uh, uh, no wonder he loves those guys. They kept them clean for the most part. You know, Jordan Travis uses his legs and he makes plays, you know, get away from the sacks. But I was watching Dylan Gibbons in this game. I know had a, had a false start. But other than that, I mean, this guy is running down the field. He's going to the second level to block. And that's something that uh, Norvell was really high on and giving a lot of praise to guys. It's funny how things work. But this week in practice, two biggest things that Norvell was giving praise for was takeaways, number one. And he talked about it on Monday's or Tuesday's presser, you know, how big it is. And they need to have them. They, they're in, they give themselves opportunities, but they just don't get away with the ball. Takeaway was number one. And then number two is, is guys moving to the second level on the offensive line and going, moving mm-hmm. to the linebacker and creating blocks and for their, for their, for their running backs. And I was watching Dylan Gibbons a lot of this game. And they were doing, I mean, there was multiple guys, but Dylan Gibbons had a really solid day moving to that second level, blocking 15, 20, 30 yards down the field. And, and Norvell also mentioned on the wide receivers room too. I mean, those guys just continue mm-hmm. to get better at blocking. And McLean has been great there. And it just goes to show that just helps so much. It helps Jordan Travis whenever he's running because he's also a running back practically. And then, you know, Corbin and Ward. And let's Here. make it clear, Carolina doesn't have scrubs up front. You know, they – in two years, are going to be super talented, and you know some of their their features definitely bright there, the way they've recruited. But you know they don't have scrubs there, so you know to mention to to mention the zero sacks and the way the offensive line played, you know just you just got to be really happy with the outcome. Yeah, and I think maybe just as important as allowing zero sacks, you only gave up two tackles for loss, and I believe one of them was when Jordan Travis gave himself up, you know, late in the game just to run the clock out, if I'm not mistaken. Florida State was three for three in the red zone. I know there's a comment on here from Stan on Facebook saying the play calling was amazing. That's, I mean, I was watching it with my dad. I mean, it it was pretty. I mean, the one play where you're – Ontario Wilson also had a great grab here, but they had him uh, – yeah, they put him in motion off to the side and then ran a beautiful play – the linebackers, the DBs had no idea on UNC side. They had no idea what was going on. And I was calling. I said, they, they have no idea what, what to do with Ontario Wilson in motion right now. They have zero clue. And sure enough, Interior one just makes a, just a beautiful grab. And, you know, that's that's a six points. But Norvell and Dillingham, I think, was the prettiest, by far, their prettiest game they've, they've uh, called. And they did that a little bit with UNC last year, but that was still first year. But this, it just felt it was in all motion tonight. Yeah, and, you know, you look at it through the first four games and there wasn't really a lot of consistency on the offense and with the play calling and who was getting touches. But these last two games, you know, Florida State has done a really good job of getting the ball to the guys on offense who can make plays. You know, they obviously Jordan Travis is going to be involved a ton, but Treshawn Ward and Deshaun Corbin have gotten a ton of touches. It looks like they trusted the veteran wide receivers a little bit more today. You're seeing Cameron McDonald get more involved with catching the ball. So that's that's what you have to do, you know. Get it to the players that are going to make you great. Yeah. You're not you know, the the old school Bobby mantra that you know players make plays. So, and we finally saw it today. So, 
One last thing before we jump off of here, let's talk about recruits. I know that y'all kind of are in contact with a good amount of them, but let's talk about Travis Hunter after the game on IG Live with Jarvis mm-hmm. Brownlee, cornerback at Florida State. Uh, Jerry and Jones breaks the rock, but they're all on IG Live, and Travis Hunter joins in on the celebration, and he's dancing in his mm-hmm. living room and having a good time. But that, that, can we just go ahead and shut it off? Is that it? I mean, I, I don't think it's ever going to be – it's the number one player in the country. He's one of the most talented guys we've ever seen in years. So the conversation of, oh, man, is he really going to still stick with Forsyth? That's always going to continuously be a thing. But I think it kind of – FSU fans are going to sleep good at night. You know, I mean, it just goes to show that he, he's going to stick with Norvell. And uh, I loved hearing Norvell in the locker room afterwards saying, you know, we're, we're going to work hard. We're going to work hard. Uh, but your ass ain't going to be working on until Tuesday. So they get an extra day off. And into the yep. bye week. Um, yep. But a happy so, Jerry, Jerry Jones gets to break the rock. Good for him. That, that was huge yep. for him getting that interception. Yep. I mean, and, and there was another play too he made down the field. Let's, note, let's note on that real quick. This That interception only turnover the game for the first time all season, mm-hmm. Florida State won the turnover battle in a football game. And they, a lot of, they won for, by their largest margin of the season. I mean, for, for, for the first time since maybe 2013, a Florida State defensive back made a, a, a correct play on the ball. Got his head around and, and stayed in phase, did everything he's supposed to do, and picked it off. But as far as Travis Hunter, um, you know, that's not going to stop until he signs. It, yeah. it, it's just, it's just going to be talked about, um, especially if he takes visits anywhere. And when you have these schmuck fans on their personal Instagram, just whatever that was earlier this week. But, um, yeah, I mean that kind of gives you an inside look about you know what that uh, what that relationship is like. So it's going to be hard to break, you know. So like I said, uh, uh, when, when I retweeted it, you know, that kid looks pretty locked in and, and locked. <clears throat> excuse me, locked in his capital letters. So mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah, and mentioned- real quick. I'll just read out uh, three recruiting reactions from recruits that I got after the game. Uh, quarterback A.J. Duffy said, I'm fired up. Very impressive win. Looks like the culture is starting to come together and the guys are buying into it. Mm-hmm. Offensive lineman Kanaya Charlton. Only thing I'm thinking about is how we can keep this train going. That's two in a row, and I want three in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also uh, 2024 running back Cam Davis. I think the team fought another great game, and I'm very excited they came out with the win. And I'll just close it out with a uh, Kashan Sap. Woohoo! <laughs> Short and sweet. That's all it needs to be. Mm-hmm. One last qu- question here. They want to jump off of here so we can get into watching some football. We got some boxing going on tonight too. This is from Island Boy says. So since Jordan Travis played so well, what happens to Milton? Does he just ride into the sunset? My answer on this is that I think he. You know, I don't think he's going to try to go play anywhere else. I, I doubt that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he almost can't. But. I do think he is going to turn and do and do some coaching. I think that's something mm. that he's talked about with, on a few ESPN interviews, and he's extremely, extremely smart quarterback. And you know, that's something. Could it be a pairing? Could he, you know, start his tenure, you know, his coaching tenure with a chance with Norvell? I mean, you could, you never know. Um, it seems like those two click very well. It's good to see him to, you know, being right there supporting Jordan Travis and also being there to celebrate and then put the uh, power raid on on coach Norvell, but you know, what do y'all, what do you guys think? I think he's going to go and do some coaching. I think that, uh, 
you know, Florida State took McKenzie Milton um, with a boomer bust. You know, he was either gonna, he's never gonna be what he was before. That leg injury was too catastrophic. But the idea of him coming in was to have an experienced quarterback with some true leadership ability. If anything, he's been able to bring that to the team. You, you watch how he interacts with, with Jordan Travis on the sidelines. No, I don't think he up, ups and leaves. I think you need him at, you know, even if he's your, your backup, so be it. You know, that makes guys better in practice. So um, I, I definitely think that he's a coach in the future, but I think you have to ride with what you have right now and where you're at right now. You can't really switch it up and put him back in there. And, you know, the simple fact is he made it back. So he made it back onto the playing field after, you know, people thought he was going to lose his leg and never walk again. So the fact that he made it back, you know, for me personally, I wanted to see him be successful, but, you know, he could impact others' lives by being a coach. Yeah, and – Jordan Travis and Milton have a really, really close relationship. And, you know, as a comment here from Patrick, being a GA under Norvell wouldn't be a bad game plan. I think Norvell's done pretty good with the, you know, the coaching tree around him that he's built. You know, it might not be a bad idea to stick it around in Tallahassee a little bit longer and start off his tenure there and learn from under coach Norvell. But you're right, Nate, huge for leadership with this team needs. And seeing last week with guys holding each other accountable, you know, that is that is huge. And, you know, I know Ward went out of bounds when he didn't really need to at near the end of the game and Jordan Travis coming over here and telling him, hey, man, we, we can't be doing that. But it, you're starting to see that. And that, I keep saying it, it's it's huge. This team needs it more than anyone else in the country, just ha- holding each other accountable. And now they get to celebrate. And Norvell is going to get his first road win of the season against North Carolina as Nate just randomly – I think his phone just died, so we just lost Nate. But – Florida State gets their first their first road win of the year. Florida State will go into a bye week, and then they'll be facing Walt Bell and the UMassers. But gentlemen, any last thoughts? Yeah, go no, go Knowles. Two straight wins. You know, go into this bye week, get get healed up, and get ready for the second half of this season. Yeah, give them hell. Exactly, they need it. Yeah, they do need it. Jerry Jones said, I wouldn't mind playing a game this upcoming weekend, but then thought, uh, I have a couple of my guys that are hurt, so might need some <laughs> healing. Might need some rest. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. We'll we'll be uh, – don't worry. We'll be recording this week on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you're on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, hit that subscribe button so then you get notified every time we release a new episode. You can follow us on Twitter at here. The Spear of Florida State takes down North Carolina and the Tar Heels and Sam Howell and his code and his uh, career going to go 0-2 against Florida State and Mike Norvell. Everybody have a great weekend. Go Steelers. Who's winning the fight? Hold up. Who's winning the fight? Tyson Fury, Wilder. Wilder. I got Wilder. We didn't a, hear you, Dustin. I got Wilder with a 10th round knockout. Fury. Fury, all 12 rounds, but Fury gets it. It's going to be fun. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye, y'all.